0: to predictability, the milkman.
1: Welcome to How Rude, the exhaustive deconstruction of the classic 90s sitcom Full House. My name is John Pernasek, and to my immediate right is my lovable co-host, who will introduce himself now. Hi, I'm Brandon Shockney. And together, Brandon and I are just a couple of Rude Dudes, Rude Dudes. We're just a couple of Rude Dudes. And to our immediate left is our guest, an honorary Rude Dude for the week, who will introduce himself now. Hi, my name's Alex Nichols. Alex Nichols? (laughs) You're here? I am here in the room. You're... Not queer. <laughs> I'm not. I'm married to a woman. <laughs> Better get used to it. <laughs> oh, so how oh, I so wish to be queer. Well, get used to it. You wait. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. It's a good bit. Alex, it's awesome. you joined us to watch the first episode of season six of the mm-hmm. original show. That's yes. Come Fly With Me. Yes. How did you grow up with the show, if at all? I was definitely aware of it and must have watched it. It must have
0: just been on. I don't have like a lot of memories of watching it or enjoying it. Mm. <laughs> More of a boy meets world guy, sure. You know, that was kind Hell, of my yeah. ABC. Yeah,
1: you know, that show had a, a real sitcom. dramatic spine to it. It really did. There were there were stakes. Uh, there was some class commentary in there. Oh yeah, the characters Sean, were actually lovable. It was yep. well constructed. The characters were fleshed out. Feeny was great. There was the
0: episode where uh, Sean he was emulating the Black Like Me book for an assignment where he dressed Jeez. as a woman. And convince this like Jack type guy was really into him as a woman and then he revealed that he was a guy and there was no like homophobia or transphobia really at all. It was just like, oh, well, man, and now I realize, like, what a jerk I was or whatever. Like, maybe I'm like, queer. Maybe yeah. I should be used <laughs> maybe, to
1: it. Maybe that, too. How would you summarize come fly with me in um, one sentence if you had to, like, grapple a stranger by the shoulders and be like, I'm about to die. <laughs> I have to explain this to you. I have to explain this to you. <laughs> I grab my shoulders and say, nothing happens in an airport! <laughs> I mean, in
0: the strictest sense, people say things. <laughs> they move. They have blocking. They, uh, they have blocking. They walk from one part of the airport to the yeah, there's there some yelling, which means conflict, I guess. Conflict mm-hmm. occasionally maybe occasionally. happens. A live audience watched this. Oh, bro. I'd say...
1: He, he hit a button. <laughs> yeah. He hit a I'd I I say if
0: there's it. a thematic
1: mm-hmm. Ooh, motif uh, yes. <laughs> that resonates <Yes. laughs> with these words. It would be... Like a stone in a lake, the themes do <laughs> ripple. <laughs> <laughs> the theme would be transition. Transition. Interesting. Oh.
0: DJ transitions to having a relationship. And boobs. And having boobs, (laughs) which you pointed out. Danny has to deal with that transition. So do the children Mm -hmm. who deal with not being their their sister's favorite. Jesse's dealing with the
1: transition (sighs) of being... Semi-successful to not successful. Yep.
2: (laughs) His 15 minutes
1: of fame are up. He needs to get used to that because the life of a a performer for a long time could be, yeah, a little successful and then right back to not successful at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then Joey is transitioning between girlfriends. (laughs) Into serial killer. (laughs) Serial. Good point. Into stalking, yeah. Yeah. From, from, yeah. (laughs) Having a Kool-Aid party over at the Painted Lady house. (laughs) Come on over. (laughs) We're going to look through the veils and see the giant... Red Cocoon. (laughs) Oh, how it hums and thrums and sends me messages into my brains. I have brains, you know. Three... Joey, what's wrong? Uh, Call me Joe. (laughs) We cannot, of course, uh, really start deconstructing this episode Mm -hmm. uh, unless we do the... uh, mm (laughs) Cold Cold open! open. Er. And boy,
2: was it frigid this week. Er. Um, (laughs) We we have a cold open that kind of plays into the plot, the main plot, which sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But this one is all about how the twins uh, have their hair, and boy, what mops they have now, and the threat of it getting cut.
1: So, as we predicted, the yeah. twins have gone from babies about this—not not, not fetus size, <laughs> not eggplant-sized babies, a, a newborn panda size. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for, the,
0: for for those of you listening at home. Brandon is miming rolling <laughs> dice
1: to demonstrate how big. The he made a burrito like, baby. He was like folding a tortilla <laughs> over like meat and veggies and like playing Yahtzee presenting it children. to consumers. They've gone from basically like six months old to basically over a year and a half or something like yeah. that, they're straight-up toddlers yeah. now.
2: We're supposed to assume that... It's that been a summer. It's been it's a been summer. summer. It's, been, like, yeah, it's been quite
0: a summer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as dramatic as Fresh Prince when baby Nikki goes from literally a fetus to, like, 12 years old or whatever. Between seasons? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it's insane. Mm-hmm.
2: How, how, how quickly do you think DJ and Steve got together
1: in their, in their Spain I trip? I think the second the plane took off... To they'd, go to Spain, join the Mile High Club immediately. Oh, <laughs> Steve was like, "All right, plans in the air. Let's go." Out. <laughs> he was deciding. He knew DJ was the most pliable, the most willing <laughs> to <laughs> bend. She will bend to my she will. She will bend to my will because she has an overbearing father. Mm-hmm. Two weirdo adult figures in her life that are clueless. They won't fucking sniff this out from a mile away. I'm well, gonna ply her with tequila, sombreros, macarinas. In Spain. Ma- yeah. Macarinas? Yeah.
2: Macarenas?
1: Yeah. For the dance. Both. <laughs> The dance from about five years later. <laughs> My DJ, yeah. I have macarinas and macarinas, macarinas, which do you like more? And maracas? Maracas is maracas. <laughs> That's what going for for. Yeah. That's what that was going
0: for. <laughs> macarinas? The thing, the thing uh, that goes... Shik-shik. You could play charades and be allowed to talk and you still right. might lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> macarinas.
1: Okay, so you're in Spain and you pick it up and you wave it around. And it's a macarina. <laughs> uh, I don't a, know. What's another word for macarina? A dance? <laughs> uh, you fucking racist maniac! You reductive, diminishing idiot! And <clears throat> Ira or someone, Ida, Ida, who we saw once. She's like this toad woman. <laughs> She's like, uh, Jesse, you got to cut the little boy's hair. She's like, what's her face from uh, Harry Potter? Umbridge. Or the woman from Poltergeist. Uh, this house is clean. <laughs> she was also in Teen Witch. This witch is clean. <laughs> <laughs> Weird how she said that. Um, yeah, it's this thing of like, no, Jesse's got to maintain the boy's masculinity. Right. And that means long well, flowing locks. His,
2: his whole thing was that when you're born, you're bald. And when you're old, you're bald. So there's a sweet spot of mm. like 60 years where you 60 get to, that
1: sweet <laughs> 60 <laughs> that where
0: sweet you get to spot. have hair <laughs> yeah Well, he's spending this entire episode witnessing all of these, like, he comes up with that gem. Mm -hmm. He sees all these, like, relationship issues in transition. He spends the whole time obsessing over how many fans he has. He could write another song! A real artist would gain inspiration from seeing, like, these young lovers making out in the overseas airways terminal. Something.
1: Come up with a new song! God, he'd be, yeah, just do the work. Do (laughs) Do do the the work. Jesse because yeah outside of the toddler uh, that was the cold open by the way Brrr. Brrr. Well, then, well, one more <laughs> oh. thing about
0: the hair though oh is that they, they mentioned Uncle Jesse. Why is he obsessed with hair? Michelle says that. Mm. And <laughs> so my dad is a b- local broadcaster in Kansas City. And back in the 90s, they would send him out. He was with the ABC affiliate. They sent him out to do press junkets before like the new fall season. Okay. And would interview the cast of shows. He interviewed like NYPD Blue and Drew Carey Show and all these different oh, wow. ABC shows. We got like free uh, advanced copies of like the pilots of different TGIF shows that oh, failed. Wow. Like that.
1: My genie and me show oh, oh, you, wow. wish. Uh, you wish, wish yeah that's yeah and um when you watch that uh, it, like in that special did in your mind it, even as a kid think oh this ain't gonna yeah
0: work. no it wasn't great <laughs> It wasn't
1: great. <laughs> why does the tv stink
0: <laughs> there's the one about like the brother who moves in who's like a kicker for the 49ers who's also like an oh, alcoholic or something what <laughs> that did not last at all you either. don't wow. say yeah
1: TGIL. It was sort of an odd couple situation. Let's introduce alcoholism into the the TIGIF the <laughs> lineup.
0: The one thing I remember oh, that from man. that was they had like a funny PSA about not eating birdseed, like as a gag at the end, because oh, that was brother. a theme,
1: like someone accidentally ate the birdseed. I don't know. Again, birdseed. Didn't man. last. So they were like referencing the camera, like a character came out and was like, hi, I'm so-and-so yeah, I think the, the, and the acclaimed TV show Drunk <laughs> no, Football No, 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 it was as the player, like as in character. There's also an
0: episode where he was a kicker for the 49ers and he like called a timeout when they didn't have any. Must have been a reference to Chris Webber, you know. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so timely, so timely. And so he interviewed. I texted him before the podcast because I was like, "Hey, I'm going on a Full House podcast. Tell me about when you interviewed the cast." Oh, awesome. He very recently interviewed Dave Coulier because he was like touring or whatever. He was like playing at Stanford and Sons in uh, Kansas City. He's he's nice. Did you say Stanford and Sons? (laughs) Yeah. What is that? It's an it's a it's the the uh, club, comedy the comedy club, the comedy club in Kansas City. I did oh my god! <laughs> I did open mics there for a while. It's like. <laughs> Well, first of all, Stanford
1: they and have a, That's
0: insane. But it's actually owned by a guy named Stanford. Fair enough. With sons.
1: <laughs> I no, do How dare you,
0: Stanford Glazer? I think the name. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, but yeah, it's like it's like the show also. Okay. But I did open mics there when the, it was in a place called the Legends. It was above the Dave and Buster's, <laughs> around the corner from the T Rex restaurant. T Rex restaurant. The yeah. T Rex. Right restaurant? by the spe- uh, Right by the Speedway and the sp- soccer. The sporting, what, sporting what is KC Legends? Place. You said Legends. It's like this big uh, complex, complex okay. in KCK. And it's I remember a great when I was in middle a school. Complex. Yeah, it's uh, legendary. I'll meet you at Legends. It's, I mean, I remember when they used eminent domain to kick all these poor people in Wyandotte County <laughs>
1: <laughs> off, so they could build the speedway and this big complex. and <laughs> Oh everything. my god! Everyone was so happy. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at the speedway <laughs> and the T Rex restaurant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people right behind them going, "Our homes." Yeah. <laughs> <exactly. right> beautiful <laughs> homes. T Rex restaurant. <laughs> they were beautiful. See
2: Jurassic
0: Park. Did you see it? <laughs> Did you see it? Lost world. <laughs> but yeah, so he's fu- he. My dad says that he's a nice guy. He's like. He's not like other guys that he's interviewed. Like, Chris Kattan apparently is an asshole. I'll really? go on record. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, my dad, like, I think my dad's funny, and he made some funny remark when they were on the air, and then when they were off the air, Chris Kattan's like, someone told you you were funny
1: once, huh? <laughs> I was like, Whoa. Chris Kattan, you have
0: no career, yeah. and no one respects
1: you anymore. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Chris Kattan, you were the villain in Undercover Brother. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we just pull back on the reins, <laughs> <God, laughs> so God, that's so, yeah. shitty.
0: So that's the story. That's the story I I don't know if I should tell, yeah. but whatever. He's yeah. an asshole. So back in the 90s when you interviewed, Coulier uh, was great. Mm-hmm. Saget's great. Saget's a nice guy, apparently. Okay. But the funny thing, the, the thing that, and apparently the nicest of the kids was uh, Kimmy Gibbler, who actually oh. seemed like a normal person as opposed mm-hmm. to everyone else who's kind of like already messed up. Okay. The thing that the hair made me think of is like, oh, the writers know who they're writing for. Because apparently John Stamos really, he wouldn't let him shoot any b roll for the interviews, for, like, the segment, because uh, his hair hadn't been done yet. Oh, So they, they, they couldn't get any B-roll of him just on the set walking around or whatever, because, like, like, he wasn't... He wasn't ready. Yeah, he wasn't ready, didn't have his hair, didn't have his makeup, so he, he was, I like, I guess very, that's not
1: the most exhausting thing a person could request. No. But it's kind but of it's tyrosan. definitely, and it's also like nice that he can poke fun at himself through oh, the yeah, character sure. a little bit. <laughs> Man, I wonder what Dave Coulier's set is like now. He can't possibly still be doing impressions. He has you have to adapt, right? On some level, you have right. to adapt to what comedy is now, which is more personalized. It's more like storytelling than anything else. You can, well, you can still act like there aren't hacks in this well, world. Well, I mean, Michael Winslow. Still doing garbage.
0: I remember when I was doing some open mics, uh, Michael Winslow uh, outlined no one weekend, and I think he's still doing the sound effects. Ooh. So, wow. I think if you're going on the strength of what people knew you for 20 years ago, you might still be doing The nostalgia it. factor... It's powerful. But Coulier has enough to talk about with Alanis Morissette and like being. There's there's that clip of him him on like a.
1: uh, some sort of morning show where the whole like headline under the, the graphic design was like Dave Coulier, Master of Impressions. And this was like 2016. He was promoting Fuller House and he was just trotting them all out. He had a couple that I was like, that's actually pretty decent. Were they remember people them now? or cartoons? They were, like, relevant to, like, where we are okay, now. Okay, that's good. All right.
0: Yeah. I think you maybe he trotted out a decent
1: Trump or something. I don't yeah. know.
0: The thing that angered me so much about the episode from this, whatever, this not Wonder this War. episode, oh, okay. but the episode where he does his cartoon characters for the HBO exec, <laughs> who then says he liked it. I loved it. It's like... You're doing other people's characters. Right. Like you're doing other people's creative work, basically. Mm -hmm. That's as. That that is bullshit, actually. Yeah. yeah. If you're doing an impression of somebody who exists, and you have something to say, you're like, you have some sort of angle
1: on it, right. that's great. Like, Mel Blanc was a fucking genius. Yeah. yeah. And, and he came up with these voices. And you're doing a C-minus version of all of them. <laughs> if I was Mel Blanc, I'd be like, oh, it's fucking hilarious. Thank you for booking a gig and getting paid <laughs> to Just do so you can shit. riff on my shit. But yeah, that's
2: There's someone in that audience during Dave Koe's set who's like... Do Popeye! <laughs> <laughs> My T-bone steakosaurus is rare.
1: <laughs> Did you bring that steak from the T-Rex restaurant in yeah. Stanford
2: and Sons? Yeah, shut up! You Dude. can't do that! Do Tasmanian devil!
1: <laughs> Piss. the whole jesse plot if we can kind of break it down just by plot really right jesse said the big thing is of course forever as we learned at the beginning of this episode has slipped on the billboard charts uh from number 68 to number 99 he assumed it would have risen (laughs) because that's how music works yeah (laughs) because yeah where you premiere it can only go up right (laughs) Sure.
0: There's every now and then there's like a slow burn song that like people
1: Some, discover slowly, but that's the exception. Right. It's really rare for like movies. Yeah. So for music, I would think it would be just as hard, yeah. if not more. So you have like a Juno that
0: starts it's small, like big thank you quittings exactly mm. where it it's a you know not a very wide release. People like it. It gets a wider release and then it climbs right. up to number, number exactly. one. Or
1: honestly, like Titanic. Titanic was it started like that too. out really slow. Yeah. And then it stuck around. And then it was number one wow. for like really. 30 just thirty weeks. Die,
2: and then I'll go back to number one.
1: Yeah, if he died, then well, he's too old to be like considered part of like that James Dean generation, where it's like twenty six and dead. He ain't no Kirk. You club can't egg. join the twenty seven club. But yeah. that's All what right. it is. Twenty seven. Yeah. So. yeah. I like I like twenty six. I like younger, younger. <laughs> I died when I was seven. Ooh, legend. <laughs> but I didn't do anything to for to. If Shirley Temple had died when
0: she was like ten,
1: she'd be. I don't feel very good. <laughs> <laughs> coffee, coffee,
0: coffee. We <laughs> want coffee. She drank. <laughs> yeah, coffee. And so coffee. they poured coffee
1: down her throat. That made it worse. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Burned. <laughs> Where well, is that black guy I tap danced with? He has a name. Not, not to me. me. <laughs> Gaga. pretty progressive of her to say black, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're all just, like, fanning ourselves. It's very Yeah, party. I know. I um, Trumpa. So I wrote down a couple of things in terms of fashion here that pop up pretty early on and stick around. So Jesse, just in this whole episode, is wearing a sort of thin kind of velvety red Vest. Red velvet vest. That zips up. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking cross on it. It's got a cross and it just made me think of the fucking Scarlet Pimpernel because it looks like he's going to go save some aristocrat from getting her head fucking chopped off. (laughs) Oh, mademoiselle! You are innocent of these crimes. (laughs) You are free! I dressed up like an feet idiot. <laughs> no one knows <laughs> that I'm actually quite masculine. Jonathan did this routine about every two minutes while yep. watching the show. <laughs> just, <Yep. laughs> Who is that Scarlet Pimpernel? <laughs> and the other uh, fashion thing I wrote down was, I just don't know how to choose between these two for the end of this episode, because Steph's red and white baseball shirt dress is truly the stuff of Ashpagosh nightmares. I
0: don't know. I mean, sure. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Yes, for for actual kid wear, it's very 90s. Yes. But I think it's like American apparel, like hipster, like ba- I I I've seen like girls like in right. their 20s wear that. If something. you saw someone walking down the
2: street, you wouldn't
0: like I'd be like, "Oh, they're cool." Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're cool. You and it's not even it's not even meant by. to like the tag like there's no mention of like baseball at all. No, like it's no. this weird they've inverted it where it's like, Oh no, it's just frost peppermint. They're co opting no, like- baseball culture. Yeah. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> My people's culture. <laughs> I'm wearing a Royals shirt right now, so I'm very upset. Oh, uh, uh, Chris uh, wanted to tell you that he hopes the Royals don't win. What? Why? It. Is he a White Sox fan? Yeah, he's a White Sox oh, fan. So he wanted boy. me to tell you that. I don't think he meant, wanted me to do it on the air, but I just remembered because of the Royals. On the
0: record, as wanting me to be unhappy.
1: You know, he just gets on his hands and knees every night and goes, uh, please don't let the Royals win, <laughs> my god of gods.
0: Sackett is very normcore right now.
1: Very good, yeah. to relate that plan- to. Day, yeah. A
0: plain green polo and it's, kind of not yeah. too tight, just like normal jeans. It's super dad.
1: Like, Very it's just dad. a to invoke a, uh Joey's kind of rocking the same outfit, but Joey's kind of like dad bod to invoke yeah. another recent yeah. meme. You can see a little bit of a pot it's belly coming through. Yeah, he's got the poochie pooch. He finally cut his,
2: uh, like, mullet. He's,
1: he's got a good cut now. Yeah. Um, and Jesse's hair is looking pretty mm-hmm. uh, reasonable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lori Laughlin dyed her hair this sort of, like, burnt red, and I don't Auburn? know if I'm into it. Auburn? Auburn, yeah. Yeah. I don't really know if I'm into it. The leopard print is definitely dated. The leopard print it makes her look very oddly momish to yeah. me. Like it looks I'm like it's that. mom. Tri- I'm <laughs> of course into this. Into, it. I'm into this. You think of her as a big old cat who's gonna like slink her away to your bedroom, <laughs> feed you tuna, and then like <laughs> well? rip your throat out. Who's there? Hello, is that a big human sized cat? <laughs> oh, you move so quickly into my pants, so you swift. do. So swift. <laughs> So yeah, the, the big plot from this is that DJ is coming back from her summer in right. Spain. Yes. That's why we know it's only been three months, and these fucking babies have elephantitis disease. They're, like, <laughs> growing, like, may- <laughs> what if it was exponential growth? Like, every three months, it's like, my oh, God. Jesus. Daddy. Oh my- Hello, Daddy. That would take the show in an interesting direction, <laughs> where they become actual giants. I think what that would be is a hard turn into sci-fi. That's what that would be. Um, but yeah, DJ's coming back, and... The second she gets off the fucking tarmac and is in the fucking terminal, she's swapping spit with none other than fucking Steve. Steve. So she says to the family, Hey everybody, this is Steve. And the whole family goes, Hi Steve, motherfuckers, I know. Y'all met him. Y'all met him. (laughs) Y'all met him. He was in one episode in the last season, and now he's her boyfriend. That's fine if you want to make the jump that what we didn't see was they got to know each other more and now they're seriously dating. Mm -hmm. The fact that the kids in the one episode Steve was in last time, they spent a whole day with him, and the kids literally go, Hi, Steve. No, no. You know him. DJ has some throwaway line of like, "Well, I went out with him a few times, Dad." Like, remember? Remember? Like, I guess. <laughs> I guess. We're living in this fucking fugue television state <laughs> where nothing seems to matter. <laughs> fucking Joy was dating Danny's sister. <laughs> now that doesn't That's exist gone. anymore. He's now just creeping after some one random person th- on the beach that he. Apparently got a number from, but lost Lost immediately. Can't even really remember her first name or her last name. She's
2: really into his Tasmanian impression, though.
1: When you plow my pelvis, (laughs) and your mustache of pubes is the only thing you can see of your genitals, because you're that deep in me, when you're doing that, if you could get as close to my ear as possible and scream your (laughs) Taz, it's going to make... My ovaries burst. <laughs> and the moment you come, if you could go, <laughs> like what <Woody> is the woodpecker? <laughs> I'll have a second. I'll, yeah, I'll somehow squirt like a fucking <laughs> fucking Nerf gun. I squirt like a Nerf gun. Yeah, <laughs> that's high pressure. Like, boom, boom, wait, what are, the, what are the water guns? What are super the water guns? Super super. A Nerf gun. If you squirt like, it like a Nerf I, gun, that's like. Like, like three darts. solid darts, darts of ejaculate. Her her <laughs> cotton projectile cum hit me in the face and I thought, <laughs> cool. It's stuck. <laughs> it's stuck yeah. <gasps> <laughs> Just one. More oh. water, bigger tanks, wetter kids. <laughs> Ooh, wet kids. Super mm, drenched. It's always
2: in weird in those commercials, those super soaker kids are like That's what i in their to 20s. Wait, what? They're always like old like too old to be super are they? I
1: always thought it I always think of those commercials as having proper kids in them. What Maybe you, you hope that they the <laughs> no. Are you thinking no. of that super soaker like porn? Or it's like, hey <laughs> That this, super soaker just porn got my super soaker. <laughs> This ain't super soaker commercials, XXX. <laughs> what's in what's in the tank of that? Hey, water baby. <laughs> uh, it's come to
0: Dad, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's come, dad. My birthday list was never very creative cuz it was always for a while paper. Well, no, it, it was shoots, like I, please. My birthday is in August, so like the new Madden would come out. Half of a hat. <laughs> I would just ask for the new Madden Shoot. video game. So it was like really <laughs> easy for my parents. But it's like
1: what's wrong with our child? Yeah, he just wants the same game with a roster update. What's his problem? Mother, father, I do so love the Madden. <laughs> they have hit stick now. I can hit the offender with my right analog stick. They have hit stick. Hit
0: stick now.
2: We decide to get you a watch.
0: <laughs> no. No, no. Man 2004 no. has owner mode, so I can set the price of peanuts. <laughs> it's so fun. <laughs> you could set the price of peanuts? In owner mode, yeah. Set so the press of peanuts. You do pretty well one season. You can uh, build like Breast Cancer Week. <laughs> yeah, you build a massage parlor in the
1: stadium or whatever. Like they had all these like Muslim the
0: players get massages.
1: <laughs> Alex, wow. you're the owner of what team? Kansas City Chiefs. The, <laughs> Alex, you're the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's Breast Cancer Awareness Week. Uh, if a man wants one of the hats that we're giving away, the bonnets, do you tell them that that's gay? <laughs> Yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. I toggle uh, no. (laughs) I toggle the price to be $50.
0: For the
1: hats? Yeah, and then I toggle the amount that actually goes to breast cancer research to zero. (laughs) (laughs) And then you make sure that during uh, during the biggest games, uh, the advertising is just women coming on camera and going, no. <laughs> and then you look up that organization and you're like, oh, this this organization doesn't do anything Yeah, just, yeah the uh, That's weird. Yeah, they're uh, anti-abuse thing. Our or organization more. is called No, but the O has a sad face in it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, they don't do <laughs> anything. No either. to what? No, no. no to baseball. Oh, <laughs> well, that's what it's about. Because we <laughs> like football <laughs> Take down <better. laughs> baseball. Uh, speaking of Joey, welcome to Jojo GoGo, where we do the impression of the Joey impression. Because when the family me- meets Steve, for the first time, meets oh Steve. Joey does an impression of The Godfather. Timely. He does his Popeye, he does his Tazzle. Well, I guess we Covered Godfather that Three just came out. <laughs> oh, brother. That's Sophia Coppola classic. Oh, brother. Bullet through the stomach. Daddy. I've never seen it. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> Damn it. His daughter gets shot in the stomach and she What are goes, you doing? Daddy. Stop telling
2: me more of the spoiler. Stop
1: telling me more about this movie. That couldn't be older (laughs) if it tried. That couldn't be older? (laughs) That movie is so old at this point. How old is it? (laughs) It's so old that it should know better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Don't you look at her like that. You should know better, Godfather (laughs) 3. Anyway, so uh, the line that we're all going to do is, uh, one of these days I'm going to come to you with a favor. That's what the line's going to be. So Alex, you're first.
0: Uh, One of these days, I'm going to come to you with a favor uh, to come on my
1: face and make it stick.
0: It's better than (laughs) jokes. Yeah.
1: One of these days, I'm going to come to you with a fucking favor. You're going to make me a big part of the (laughs) gabagool. What? You're going to put a little bit of the salt in and and then you're going to put a little bit of the pepper. And then you got his dirt up. God, with a, yours is so long. <laughs> what a big wooden spoon!
0: You gotta keep going till you hit on
1: something. Yeah. yeah. And then you're gonna shoot my wife in the fucking tip. <laughs> yeah, there. We yeah. Go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck topping that. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. You can't do. You ha- uh, mm. It requires it the hand of the, the
2: scratching under the yeah. My oh. stubble ghoul. <laughs> one of these days. You're gonna come to me with a favor. <laughs> and that favor? Fable!
1: <laughs> fable. <laughs> fable. It's Teddy. <laughs> Teddy's the godfather. How low to the show. It's me, Teddy the godfather. Taj. 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 Melly. Taj. Taj. <laughs> Taj. Star of baby daddy. Uh, <laughs> you love back. that
2: show, dude. You mentioned it every time.
0: Apparently, I had a big fan Speaking of Taj, Smart Guy is another show that I loved. And like, I could do a podcast just going through the episodes of Smart Guy and I could Smart do pod. it almost from memory. Smart mm-hmm. Guy. Smart Pod. Smart Pod. <laughs> <laughs> Never
1: knew how that Like, died, remember the
0: one where drinks for the first time. He's at this party and he's talking to a girl and she talks about how much... girl? Just some girl who's (gasps) his age. His age?
1: He's like 13. Okay, so he wasn't at like a high school party? No. It was like a middle school party. Oh, thank God. Yeah, but they're still drinking. I thought (laughs) his brother took him to a high school
0: party. No, 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 no. It's still bad, though. He talks to this girl. She's talking about how much she loves Titanic. He tells her that... Did you know... He's trying to, like, be interesting and smart. Do you know that wasn't a real ship? It was CGI. She's like
1: you ruined the movie for me and, like, walks away. all the things for Smart Guy to say, I thought he was just gonna, like, give tidbits about the Titanic. About the actual
0: Titanic? About how the movie
1: was historically enacted.
0: James Cameron. James James Cameron's a great filmmaker. That was his He did his research. So he 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 just starts drinking because and then he gets drunk because he's sad about the girl. I think I don't know. Well, isn't that why we all drink, <laughs> fellas? But then the sad. best raise your glasses. All right, top two episodes are also when he is so smart he gets a tour of the local TV station because he's smart. Uh, and so <laughs> what? he he's trying to get an ad for his dad's roofing company on the air, and so he he's like I don't know sports. He doesn't say that, but he he accidentally puts it in during the Super Bowl, and so his dad gets a local ad during <laughs> the Super. I kind of remember, yeah, that and one. gets a ton of business, but it's bad because it was because it was illegal or whatever. And illegal, then, and then also there's a great one where he, he commits a felony basically by breaking into the opposing uh, high school's office, like Mission Impossible style, repelling from the ceiling, hacks oh, no, into their uh, mainframe, changes all their team basketball team's grades to failing so that they're like out. <laughs> he guesses it's their her because they're the Pirates, Bluebeard backwards. Gets in immediately the password for
1: all the uh, grades. Bluebeard <laughs> backwards? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a password where if that if that's the password you chose, you would constantly have to reference a piece of paper like <laughs> how the D- fuck do you spell that backwards? R- wait, wait, why would I dream to myself? Dreeb. Dreebalob. Dreebalob. <laughs> <laughs> dreeb a little droob of me.
0: <laughs> anyway, sorry to get into a tangent of a smart great. guy, but I love that shit. You should start guy. a
1: smart pod. There might not be one. <laughs> Anyway, (laughs) Uh, the only thing we really haven't talked about is uh, Stephanie's whole plot. So Stephanie's excited for DJ to come back because they're just going to spend the rest of their summer together. The whole family thinks that DJ coming back is somehow going to unlock this potential that they don't have when she's gone. She's like not a super fun person. (laughs) No, she's not even that interesting of a character at all. Danny's like... The first person she's gonna run to is me. She's gonna give me a big old hug. And they say things like, "Oh, when we first saw you, we thought you were gonna be kissing us, that's not your weird. boyfriend." It's weird, and that wasn't really a laugh line either. No. And it's Danny us. also complains because he like is looking down on her because she's acting like she's adult now. Like I drink coffee, and he's like, "You mean chocolate milk?" Because that's what we drink in our family. We sure. don't drink coffee. That fucking, me you of- think you're so global, you fucking bitch. <laughs>
0: Do you remember the Lizzie McGuire episode where she starts hanging out with the theater kids and starts drinking coffee? And they basically does do. she wear a beret? Yeah.
1: Yeah, she does. And they does.
0: basically do an, like a say no type episode, but with coffee, where like oh, Gordo
1: gets, like, and Miranda,
0: yeah, well, she doesn't get addicted, but it's like Gordo and Miranda, like, <laughs> coffee has like
1: caffeine in it and it stains her teeth. <laughs> what? me. So it's like the Disney Channel went, man. We uh, no one here wants to do a smoking episode, do we? We're not, not gonna have a Lizzie smoke, are we? These characters are cartoons. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah. they did a coffee. You can the, cover uh, that on Lizzie Podquire. Yeah. <laughs> Lizzie Pot- Podquire. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire <laughs> episode two, season two. <laughs> <laughs> the the joke I always remember from Lizzie McGuire is her hunk that she was always crushing on. Mm-hmm. Was an Uh, idiot? Was an idiot. And then her dad said at one point, like, hey, it was a hair thing. Like, the guy had really good hair. The dad was like, hey, how do you keep your hair like that? And the kid was like, you know how the shampoo bottle says? I know this joke. Yeah, he says, you know how that shampoo bottle says? Wash, rinse, and repeat. I don't repeat. And the dad was like, cool, man. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I saw that movie... In a theater. Yep. <laughs> Did you see it in a theater? Nope. I fucking saw it. There were like three girls and me. <laughs> Just me, baby. Uh,
2: you went by yourself? huh
1: <laughs> Oh, man. When <laughs> That big of a fan, huh? When Lizzie McGuire and her Italian pop star love interest start singing in the abandoned amphitheater, the girls behind me went nuts. <laughs> but then at the end, she winds up with Gorda. Spoiler. Of course, yeah. Because Gordo
2: have to end up together. The
1: Italian guy's, like, trying to fuck her over. Because Lizzie McGuire looks exactly like an Italian pop star. Right. Exactly like her. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, it's like... played by Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. Or Hil- and Duff. And he's, like, it. Lizzie McGuire, you must help me. She's being a bitch. Come <laughs> sing with me. Oh, your voice. But he, like, wants to fuck her over and then, like, be a solo artist or something. This is the movie
2: that was, like, Hillary Duff can sing.
1: Like, yeah. Did you know? Did you know? <laughs> the audience? whole soundtrack Killer was Death just... Hillary Duff can sing. Yep. You know what was not really in that movie a lot? The cartoon. That cartoon, they were like, get rid of it. She's a yeah. woman now. <laughs> yeah. Her little creepy imagination what? friend.
0: That felt like the beginning of when Disney Channel insisted that every star was also a pop star. Like, every mm-hmm. star of their sitcom was... All- like, mm-hmm. even Ren from even Stevens. Yeah. yeah like, they had all like had, had, had their single.
1: single. They're yeah. like, they can sing, right? All of them. I'm kind of... I don't think they're doing the Radio Disney thing anymore, though, I right? I, I think don't think Radio Disney that is much out. of a
0: thing anymore, because
1: the can- radio
0: is Radio Disney.
1: Yeah. Because, like, and they're <laughs> If all, you think about
0: it. <laughs> really, because all these Disney stars, like... They have their Disney show, and then immediately they're super sexual and, like, yeah. on pop forward. And it's, like, like, a cool, like, thing to be, like, remember how I was all disney All I'm Most of their songs are, like, of that. I used to be on Disney, but
1: now I fuck. Like, every <laughs> that right song. Uh, so, yeah, Stephanie specifically wants to hang out with DJ. And when DJ doesn't want to do that because she's getting dicked all night, <laughs> Stephanie's, like, well... I'm going to create a little adventure for myself. And you know what? Good for Stephanie. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Live your life, Stephanie. She brings Michelle. She's like, I can't do this by myself. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I want to live my own life. Michelle, help me. Be my little Michelle's
0: totem.
1: Like, I don't care. Be I'm my little okay. good totem. Okay. I, do, I do whatever. Hey, what? whatever. Yeah. So she stupid.
0: starts crushing on this weird white British guy with the jerry curl. Oh, it's uh. very Lionel
1: Richie. Like, wet, hello, is it me you're looking for? <laughs> they're it, a, they're a, a children's, choir. International Children's yeah. Choir. We had in fourteen countries,
0: when they sing a song, we hear them sing that whatever song that Michelle has them sing. When she comes, she'll be right. And they can't—they're. I mean, that's nope. not the best song to like. It's not a very right. melodic song anyway. But they sound like flat, and like
2: just <laughs> tuneless. You, you think they would have taken that? like, moment in the show to be like, oh, we,
1: we set them up as a choir. They should yeah. all be, like, singing a song together. Something. It's a little weird, because the kid she's crushing on, am I wrong in thinking that he seems younger than her somehow? Somehow, yeah. He's yeah. dressed in, like, the biggest 90s shirt in the world. He just comes <laughs> off, like, a... He was
2: born in 82. This mm, is
1: '90, so he'd be, like, 11 or oh, yeah. something, yeah. yeah around Steph's age. Fine, fair enough.
2: His, his name is Wade Robson. He's an actor, but more importantly... He uh, does a lot of writing for soundtracks. All so right, his, his songs are
1: featured on like, yeah. looks like Grey's Anatomy. He does here.
2: Seymour's Rap and Happy Feet 2. Yeah, that's not bad. The writer for Pop and Alpha and Omega. Oh, I, I love
1: Alpha and Omega. He must be doing well for himself. Oh, I love Alpha and Omega. Uh, the classic CGI story of a wolf who doesn't know how to be the alpha in his own pack and then he meets a woman who's tougher than him and he's insecure but then they fall in love and have puppies. <laughs> Wait, that
0: started me thinking it was sarcastic, but now I think you genuinely love it. Yeah. I've
1: never <laughs> seen a second of them but i know exactly what they're about (laughs) there are like six direct-to-video sequels to alpha and omega and in the most recent one they meet dinosaurs he's also the the
2: choreographer for happy
1: (laughs) that makes no sense (laughs) that makes no sense what were they motion capturing children all right all right penguins (laughs) all right penguins first you're gonna do a little bit of this he was alito in kazam
2: (laughs) Um, sure you know how you do well okay (laughs) he was wade robson the, his own Himself oh. And you got served mm, You know
0: <laughs> Can we uh, Jeez,
1: Is that Wade Robson <laughs> over there? He's at the slam, <laughs> slam jam? Himself. He's at the The slam choreographer slam. of Happy Feet Is that the slam jam? <laughs> <laughs> He's at the slam jam Is <laughs> that Ollie Ollie Oxenfree From Kazam? <laughs> <laughs> you played Ollie Ollie uh, that's Oxenfree That's a movie
0: that Never held up Did he No <laughs> even, I Uh, own a CD of Shaquille O'Neal's fourth album somewhere.
1: (laughs) What's that one called? (laughs) Respect, (laughs) because the whole first track
0: is like, he still doesn't have any respect as a rapper.
1: This is fourth, fourth album. Still no one respects me. Four albums in. You can't say that. <laughs> Respect. Respect. Someone respecting you enough to cut the album, you <laughs> jackass. Fuck it. Just call it ungrateful. <laughs> you idiot. Well, right. I'm sorry. You were going to... Well, quote. can we just talk
0: about the story structure of this episode, though? Sure. Yes. Because we've already resolved the Danny DJ plot by the time their plot there really nothing, starts. There was
1: nothing even to resolve. It's like, Danny you're growing never, up. Yeah. Done. Okay. <laughs> They hug. He doesn't say to her, I don't want you to have a boyfriend. He doesn't say to her, like, I don't trust Steve or anything like that. It it all gets, yeah, wrapped up within maybe 45 seconds. That gets wrapped up. We see them go on
0: the uh, airplane, which I guess is... Now the A plot because it's the one we Stephanie spend the Michelle most time with getting yes, on the plane. Yes. Mm-hmm. and then Uncle Joey and Uncle Jesse are on two different payphones trying to resolve their plots. Because like, Aunt Ida wants to like cut their the children's hair, and Jesse's on the phone going, Aunt Ida, don't you dare! But now a fan's here, so I'm desperate about that. Remember fucker. my kids. So if you're like beating out this episode
1: with like the A B C D uh, or whatever, beating out, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. There ain't no beats.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it's like. A with with her arriving, mm-hmm. but then it's like no, because now the A is Michelle and Stephanie there's going a on the bait plane. And switch. She thought right. it was the A. So then also there's B, C, back to A mm-hmm. with the plane again, mm-hmm. and then I d- I don't know if we talk about.
1: Jesse and Joey once they come back? It's it's an alphabetical nightmare. <laughs> you know, it's a, you actually made, I, I, I'm I realizing just now how good a point you made, like, Jesse's thing in this should be. So, like, you could probably start it out with he's worried about the song. Mm-hmm. Because then he can start thinking, I don't want to be a, a one-song guy. This song isn't even that big of a hit to begin with. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if he was, like, spending this whole episode just trying to find inspiration. Yeah, that'd be a funny like, runner. Spain, mm-hmm. DJ, uh, Joey talking on the phone, Mary Chikinski, Gesundheit. Ooh, Kazuntai, Michelle, that's great. And then at the end, maybe he finds, like, that can be his arc. Yeah. Instead, Jesse's somehow split between two half stories that mean nothing. <laughs> that, that are completely inconsequential. And so shallow and, like, the, the baby's and reduced hair. down to yeah. hair. Um. So where do they think they're going? <laughs> that's actually a decent gag. I want well, to give them credit. You were laughing a fair amount through this. <laughs> there are some decent
0: gag. I mean, decent lines. Look, mm. six seasons in, they got to get, Something, right? <laughs> They're not like Steph Curry. They're like Seth Curry. Steph Curry shoots a lot of threes, but he also makes a lot of threes. <laughs> Here we go. Seth Curry <laughs> is not very good, but like... We don't get a lot of these metaphors on this show, so it's good that we're getting this. It's it's refreshing. It's like if you try to emulate his brother's game, he's a volume shooter. Right. You're going to make a three every now and then. All right? You're taking 30 shots a game. Stop
1: emulating your brother's game. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're... you're one-tenth is good. Every game I play, there's another player on that fucking court, <laughs> the ghost of my brother. I see him taking there's shots. a sixth man.
0: So, yeah, so this show's like a volume shooter who's not very good at shooting. Okay. But you're still going to make some shots. Okay. So they, they switch a few,
1: in my opinion. So the quality's not there, but the quantity. The quantity is the definitely there. Yeah. So, like, joke, joke, like joke. It's like joke. a slow kid in school. Yeah. He's trying so hard. Yeah. He gets (laughs) gets D's and F's He's trying That's the tragedy of it You have a lot of lines That are like that
0: "perd Happily line Like the cadence of a joke A lot of those in Full House (laughs) But then you have a genuinely In my opinion Funny misunderstanding Where they get on the plane And they realize Oh we're taking off Well they're only going to The kid says Yeah we're going to
1: oakland or whatever his accent was <laughs> come stephanie come on to the plane and say goodbye to me pre-9-11 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> stroll Very, on the plane
0: yeah. smoking on the tarmac and yep. then that overdubbed line with the guy at the gate like crew,
1: running kids i can't
0: count, count the kids yeah
1: i can't count the kids but seats are available it's enough seats so it doesn't matter it's a private choir charter and like it shows him like on the floor with like the phone and like all the papers everywhere.
2: He's yeah, like, like, are those tickets, dude? <laughs> I don't know. He would probably
1: know. be fired. Yeah, it would be like, you, what? <laughs> my brother was so good at this and he gave, he got me this job. He went <laughs> on to bigger and better things. I must emulate my brother's
0: job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's the Seth Curry
1: of gate gatekeeping <laughs> <gates. laughs> I guard the gates <laughs> But so, it's not Oakland It's not Oakland
0: So they're like Oh it's not, not such a big deal It's, it's just Oakland. across the bay It's what? Auckland, New, Auckland Zealand. New Zealand And they're like yeah. Auckland, New Zealand 14 hours away <laughs> ah! That's to me Look To me that's a genuinely Clever misunderstanding Because they're Oakland <laughs> is right nearby <laughs> It's like not such a big deal Auckland is another city it's not a stretch to have you mishear it the reason as this Auckland. situation
1: is funny is because <laughs> it is a misunderstanding
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and then it is such a difference between being across the bay and across the pacific so if you break right. down this joke it <laughs> works, but the follow through isn't there because the rest of the episode, they're just like, we're scared of going to prison. And then the next scene, they're back home and nothing happened. Like, it's not a big deal. The stewardess
1: says to them. Stephanie asks like ah, ha, ha, hypothetically what if a person got on a plane with no ticket well that person would be a fucking terrorist and I would assume they have some sort of diabolical crime. anti-American plot <laughs> it would be a federal crime they'd go to jail forever, forever. forever no matter the age so yeah Stephanie's like fucking imagining hot fucking jailhouse bars <laughs> and like cots with grumpy lesbian roommates orange, orange is the new me <laughs> They technically, it's a 14-hour trip, they get right back on a plane... When they land in, hours in back. when they land in England they get right back yeah, on the plane, clean, healthy, fresh, refreshed, refreshed been up, not panicked. Been yeah. up for twenty eight straight years. hours, yeah, and probably more. <laughs> the same stewardesses with them, yeah. How that would never be true. No,
0: you, she'd I be hate be doing, doing some this. Rap. Picky about yeah, the Yeah, she'd be going late. to Sydney and Wellington and like doing a few of those
1: before she came back. She'd be living right? that Pan Am lifestyle. Yeah, it's Christina her, it's Ricci it's going <laughs> to fucking Italy for twenty four <laughs> hours, getting fucked by a bella dolce. I watched Pan Am. Did you? I watched the pilot. I watched the pilot of the Playboy Club. Oh, me too. I <laughs> that can, was fucking I bad. It. Wasn't brilliant. that on NBC? Yes, it was. You can't do a show about Playboy with no They nudity. were like, no, it's Mad Men. It's oh, it Mad was Men. so Mad Men. They were... Pan Am was too on
0: some level. I get not wanting nudity to be like the only reason you watch, but you need to have it to tell that
1: story. (laughs) Well, and they made the Playboy Club seem like this beautiful place because Hugh Hefner signed off on the show, so they were never gonna they were never actually going to talk about the real history of the Playboy Club. Hey, Bill Cosby, you're here all the time. (laughs) What's that handful of candy you got there, Bill? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I could do. <laughs> How <laughs> could I be your racist? What, <laughs> what? the fuck?
0: I think a new feature you need on the podcast is to have someone take a picture of Brandon's reaction to Jonathan's John's. bits <laughs> sometimes so you can get like uh, the bits where he's like, what?
1: <laughs> so you can really get the reaction. Yeah. Did you crazy. see me in our spine? <laughs> <laughs> It seems like
2: okay. You're Bill Cosby.
1: What do you think is going through I don't my know. head? That was Uncle Joey level. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool, <Yeah. laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, and by don't. the way, if they want to scare Steve <laughs> off, just have him keep doing voices at him, and he'll never come by again. Right. No. That's you. Don't need to be like tough guy, like patriarchal bullshit. Just have him do cartoon
1: characters Love and old him movies. Welcome
0: him. him too easily.
1: It's insane. Just, um, <laughs> the, the, she, he showed up midway through the last season. And somehow, he worked it to become a, CC, a series regular. He's in the opening credits. How do you go from one episode to just like the, the producers of the show being like, we got to make Steve a huge character. we got to lock thing. DJ down. They I'm m- sorry. They was must have signed like,
0: some kind of development deal with that actor. Like, we're going to
1: get you first a part on Full House, then you're going to be a Steve star in off, the next TGIF show. Steve spin off. I'm in college now, baby. It's like a different <laughs> world, but yeah. for Steve and white, baby, <laughs> Goes, I don't really care for a different world, but you know what show I do like—the white version of a different world, <laughs> Steve show. He goes Steve to a, a
2: show. Steve show.
0: He goes yeah. to a historically black college. I Ooh. mean, historically. Well, that would be funny too. He goes to a historically white college, which is this all. This just the sounds other ones. like a soul man adaptation. <laughs> Steve out of water.
1: <laughs> he'd be the Steve's guy. In, a he'd be the one white guy in Drumline. I'm here too, guys. <laughs> <Ba-rum-ba-bum-bum>. <laughs> Is that the only fucking line you know? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wait. Maybe we can use this honky's idea. <laughs> <laughs> they incorporated it into the big finale. <laughs> pum rum pum. pum. <laughs> <laughs> Come, they told me. How terrible would that be? If they said honky. Then, like uh, in the drumline sequel. A white guy wrote that movie
0: who hasn't paid attention to black culture in 30 years. <laughs> Turkey.
1: <laughs> Jive <laughs> Turkey. Honky. The fuzz. <laughs> Oh man, it's the fuss. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's basically it. Let's hit pass out some comment awards for woof-worthy fashion. Wolf, <laughs> We are just three gamey men in Brandon's apartment. Is it's we're, we're getting, it's back, hot, in it. we're it's getting back in it? Uh, we're getting back in it. Sweltering. All three of us, gay. Me. <laughs> Me, gay. We, gay. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, who are you gonna give it to? Uh, who do you think deserves this award? It to? Who? <laughs> <think>? <laughs> Alex, who do you want to give it to? <laughs> Take that ring off your finger.
0: <laughs> I would say the worst, and I guess this is basically uh, the parents' fault, but the twins at the beginning, they're like onesies with the green and purple. You're
1: going to give it to the twins? Yeah, they don't look. They, they, like they look very dated. They on them.
0: Yeah, whereas Michelle and uh, Stephanie, and we're still looking at their fashion, I think theirs is like... 90s, but like almost fashion forward in that like people are gonna be dressed like those like the her purple headband. You're giving them
1: credit for like being sort of bizarrely forward thinking and fashion. Like the like in 25 years, this is gonna be the thing. Yeah, I think that's what they were thinking. Ultimately, you're gonna give it to the twins. Yeah. Okay, please feel free to woof with us. Woof 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 woof. Little woofs. Little tiny woofs. Well I'm gonna give it to into danger, into darkness, into the fire we go. Scarlet Pimpernel, aka Ooh, I'd watch a Scarlet Pimpernel adaptation starring John Stamos. I know you would. Don't mind me! I'm just an effet idiot aristocrat! There's no way that I would go against the king's orders! I'm actually quite masculine. Woof 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 and Brandon.
2: Um I will give it to Kimmy.
1: Kimmy for her post-Spain. Oh, we didn't even talk about Kimmy. Vaguely, well, she ain't she ain't doing nothing. Her family abandoned her. They didn't
2: pick her up at the airport. They were like, yeah, they wanted the Tanners to take her out to a fancy dinner.
1: Yeah, and her big joke is, I haven't had a lobster ever. What's it taste like? I feel like you had like two things you wanted to talk to us about. While Brandon looks up,
2: I also want
0: to go over the review. Taylor Kingston He's
1: back. Okay, yeah. He's back.
0: Well, we noticed some pretty terrible extras acting. There's that one woman who's like, Uh? huh? Huh? When they
1: get extras who are the age of 50, they don't know how to do anything.
0: And here's the thing. Right when I moved to Chicago, my cousin who lived here at the time um, who used to do improv was doing some extras work to get some money. And he was like, hey, come with me on this extras gig I was like okay I'll, I'll get paid I didn't have a job yet or anything it might be fun I really shouldn't have been there because it was for this like pilot for this FX show that didn't get picked up Powers it's based on that oh yeah it I think eventually it got eventually, picked up at Playstation Network right the casting was for the, the scenes were like a business conference at a hotel with like middle aged business types so okay. I shouldn't have been there <laughs> I was there I'm 21 still oh wow in in my suit that I bought from Target, I think, okay. <laughs> off the rack. Um, I'll take it.
1: <laughs> I'll take two in every of that color. Yeah, and
0: I think I bought it because I was like, I need it for job interviews. I need to have a suit for this gig or what? Not even a gig. Right. But I sent in my stuff, and they're like, all right, show up at this time. But I don't look like anyone else there. They're all extras, actors in their forties and fifties. <laughs> okay, but you're there with your friend. I'm there with my cousin who's in his. Uh, your cousin, yeah. Uh, he might be forty by then. Okay. Mm-hmm. That experience, that day there, especially because if it were, if I were an extra with a bunch of other people my age, improvisers, whatever, just like hanging out, wanting to hang out on a film set, you know, get some money, whatever, get the experience. That's one thing. Sure. But it's almost all these people who it's not going to happen. people right. who are talking about it all these a, other yeah, all these other extras gigs they, that they have. Some of them, you like, are fine just doing extras gigs because it's fun to be on a film set. They might not be super delusional. Some people who are. And the, the moments that stick out in my mind, there's this older, much older guy. <laughs> they finally gave the extras food. We 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 come to the table to get our snacks. Mm. It's Austin brand like crackers. <laughs> and this older guy says to no one in particular <laughs> Austin crackers, baby. <laughs>
1: Just to hear his own voice. To be fair, I did not think that's what this was <laughs> No. <laughs> a pretty good turn, right? Yep. Justin Crackers, Crackers baby.
0: baby. He's doing his Austin Powers impression for no one. Sure. Jeez. Just to remind himself that he has a voice. <laughs> I have a voice. Uh, every time that we're, like, herded into uh, the next shot. No. And there, if there's a mirror, all these people are like, like, doing lines into the mirror. Lines? <laughs> they don't have <laughs> lines just saying stuff into the mirror, like, ha, ha acting, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but in that vein of, like, just saying stuff just to say it, right. which is, like, fine, that doesn't come across as sad when, like, you're younger, you're still, like, trying to get out there, like. If they hear me, they'll put me in the show. It's
1: just a scene yeah. in a really, like, large-scale
0: yeah. production. Yeah. What is going on? And I felt so, like, I actively avoided where the camera was. I didn't, like, I was like, I don't want to be in this anymore. I feel really, like, uncomfortable. Right. I just, like, sort of hid behind a plant and just, like. <laughs> also, because I didn't blend in what, what if
1: you had been discovered trying not to be discovered? Like, you were hiding <laughs> behind the plant and the director was like, Wait, this guy who's must this have guy in the shop he's trying to hide from us?
0: Come here. We're still in that age where, like. We're improvisers. Mm -hmm. We can kind of just talk, just to like
1: do get goofs and like. Yeah, it's not as sad to just like to talk to yourself. Yeah, there's two phases I think of sweatiness as Mm -hmm. a performer. I think when you're in college, if you're studying uh, to be an actor in college. That's when you're, you can, some people are so like sweaty and obsessive. And then when you get older and you feel like maybe you've aged out of something vague, you can get very sweaty again and very desperate. Mm -hmm. Because when you were talking about the people looking in the mirrors and like saying lines, that made me think of like going to theater conferences to try and get summer work. Mm -hmm. And you would go into these like hotel conference rooms that have been cleared out and fucking the walls. It would be like a firing squad. Like, people facing the walls, their noses up against carpeted walls, <laughs> yes. going, and I told him, don't you ever touch my daughter again! Like, screaming monologues. Boo! 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 And it's like, hey, people women, trying to focus. And men, <laughs> women and men ripping their throats out, getting ready to sing like, Defying Gravity, or yeah. mm, forget about the boy. And I wanted I, to be like, everyone needs... To shut the fuck up and calm down. I
2: bet there was a story the best the best audition I I was ever at. It was like for this grad school audition thing. Okay, and there was a bunch of people, a bunch of people there, younger people. And there was this one guy who like we were all in this like smaller room, and he went and got in the middle of the room and like did like a like a, got down and did like a yoga pose. Nope. And then he was <laughs> like, and then I hear him doing this, and he snaps off his belt. What? <laughs> Just like. <laughs> And then like tosses it aside, and everyone's like, "What's happening?" What's happening? Just, like, you wild uh, animal. <laughs> and he's just like starts like letting like noises out. He needed to like free his
1: helmet. He needed to free Good his God. his uh, fucking tummy because he bent over and he was like, uh, "I can't breathe." <laughs> but like the most furious, like snapping off his belt. Jesus Christ. I think it might be time for that... uh, Oh, Taylor King. Taylor 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 Kingston's
2: review um, that he wrote almost one year ago. July 7th, 2015. Happy anniversary. Um, the, The one where he titles it like the Friends episodes, each one. The one where Michelle and Stephanie go to Auckland is what this one's called. He gives this a...
1: 10 out of 10. Wow. Now, he's usually pretty harsh, so this is crazy. (laughs) He says, I really love this episode. He's not harsh. Even when he gives it a 6 out of 10, that means, like, really good. Good. Or pretty good. This is 10 out of 10. I really love this episode. It's a great
2: season premiere, and it's actually one of my all-time favorite episodes. Nothing happens! Not only from this season, but from the entire series. (laughs) From From the canon of television that we
1: know (laughs) to exist.
2: (laughs) In this episode, DJ comes back from her summer vacation in Spain and comes home with a surprise for everyone. Michelle and Stephanie thought they'd be getting presents but when they found out that the big news surprise is that she has a new boyfriend. Stephanie and Michelle feel neglected and rejected, so they join a youth choir who are on their way to Auckland, New Zealand. But Stephanie and Michelle misunderstood the Kiwi accent and thought they meant Oakland. By
1: the time they realized... It seems a little muddled. Like I feel like there are certain details of this that don't line up. Like yeah. They join a choir. Like yeah. They don't realize that the plane is going to take off. <laughs> For a show where nothing happens, he's sure getting a lot of the pr- plot made. Yeah. Yeah. By the time they realized... Do you need a couple of altos?
2: <laughs> the plane had already taken off. And as I'm sure you would understand, everyone was very upset when I'm they sure. found out where the girls had disappeared I'm off sure to. You'll yeah. best, best, <laughs> I'm sure you'll understand. Best I, yeah, part of the episode. When Stephanie and Michelle end up in New Zealand. Worst part of the episode. You never see it watching DJ suck face with her new boyfriend. <laughs> it's the
1: worst part of the. What episode. What does that mean, Taylor? Are you are you jelly?
2: <laughs> o- overall, I give this episode a ten out of ten, which in my ratings book is colon freaking rudonculus. <laughs> <laughs> I think he has said that before, freaking rudonculus. Oh, he something. has.
1: Yeah, 10 out of 10 is always freaking ridiculous. <laughs> 6 out of 10 is pretty good. Mr Mr Eber, what do you give this review? I give it a freaking ridiculous <laughs> 10 out of 10. The worst part of the episode watching DJ suck face with their new boyfriend. Oh, stupid Steve getting to suck on those sweet honey lips. <laughs> I wish it was me.
0: And by the way, they get presents at the end and it's so nothing. It's yep. such an anti-climax. She gives them both the same music a, box white, thing. It was a music I thought it was just a box and we do don't even see like a what's a in shitty it.
1: Pencil box. From some might kiosk. have been. like shouldn't shouldn't we see the present like it, uh, shouldn't um, it, we see that it means something instead of just oh yeah, I got you a well the, the kids don't want something that means something they're fucking just selfish kids they just, kids. They just want presents Ugh, they're L- the worst listen
2: to this crazy plot hole because we've been talking about it Nikki and Alex are born in season five episode ten in season six they are supposed to be only one year old. And yet K-5. in five in <laughs> season or in episode fifteen of this season, Becky and Jesse are looking in the preschools for them. Oh, my God. Also, Nikki and Alex don't even go to preschool until the eighth season. Well, I'm glad I know about started. that now. I don't We're have to get, get angry start. about
1: it when it fucking comes. <laughs> i probably makes get makes angry sense. when it comes down the pike. Yeah. Uh, Brennan, I think it's time for your c- c- classic question. Classic question. We haven't been able to ask this for like
2: six weeks. I know, I know. So uh, catchphrases are a big thing on, mm. on this show. So my question to you is a two-parter, <laughs> did you have a catchphrase growing up? Just something you said a lot.
0: And then, B, do you feel like you have a catchphrase now? Was it oh, boogers, boogers boy. everywhere and not well. enough to drink? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had like every speech impediment. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> no. single one. Pretty much. Okay. I had like a R, S, H, L. I hated saying my last name, Nichols, because I'd say Nichols. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So that was probably my catchphrase, just like my name. <laughs> with an impediment. <laughs> okay. All right. I like Uncle Joey like to impersonate mm-hmm. um, Looney Tunes characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I also didn't like
1: continue doing that and make that my career. You didn't put it on right. your resume? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> Check out my bugs. Pretty good daffy. <laughs> yeah. I can do British Daffy too. What kind of British do you want? Northern? <laughs> Lower class. Cockney.
0: Cockney Daffy.
1: So, yeah, so probably a Looney Tunes
0: catchphrase is when, it, Like, I suffer in succotash or something. Probably said a lot. That'd be
1: good with a speech impediment. Yeah,
0: suffering <laughs> <laughs> succotash. Now my catchphrase. Let's see. Well, it's not so much a catchphrase as a thing that I started doing,
1: which is this, the hang, hang loose. loose. Okay. <laughs> oh my so you just started doing the hang <laughs> loose.
0: There has to be some name for the phenomenon where you do or say something ironically until it's just something that you do or say. Because <laughs> I think that's what that yeah. is. Because it's just like... Because I'm not a surfer. I'm from Kansas. Yeah. Like, I'm not a super chill person necessarily. But you think
1: people associate with that with you at this point? I kind of... Hope not. <laughs> How much of a percentage are you like? Oh, I hope that's. I'm not fifty a thing. fifty. I'm okay. <laughs> but
0: it's the, the thing that like if I were a character in a sitcom, it would be the writers would be like, let's have him do that now. And then every time I walk in, I'm like, hey guys, and I'm like doing the <laughs> thing, lose.
1: Sounds like you don't have a catchphrase, though, so it looks like we're going to have to play a quick round of Catchy Catchy, or as Brandon likes to call it, Chee Catchy. Catchy. This is the game where Brandon and I will offer you two choices for a catchphrase, and you (laughs) choose between them. Pick mine. (laughs) So Brandon will play Rock, Paper, Scissors to determine who comes up with their first one. Rock, Paper, Scissors, shoot! Oh, no, me Go first. first. Yep. And I suppose I can't use boogers, boogers everywhere. and not enough to drink. Nope, you can't. <laughs> okay, so my catchphrase for you is going to be, show me those boobs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what? what uh, try that out on your tongue. Show me those boobs, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. The okay. most sexist bullshit I can think of. <laughs> okay. Um, show me those boobs, baby.
2: And mine is... Well, why don't you take my dignity along with it?
1: (laughs) May I take that plate from you, sir?
2: You gotta go like that. You gotta take off the top of your own skull. Yeah, like you're
0: taking off (laughs) my hat. So feed me a line for me to react to. I'm sorry we towed your car.
1: Well, why don't you take my dignity along with it? (laughs) Sir. So it's, show me those boobs, baby. (laughs) Versus, why don't you take my dignity along with it? <laughs> uh, you don't take that one, I might take it.
0: I yeah. feel like I'll take Brandon's. Thank you. Because it's more in line with me and then also be funny to do
1: that with the hang Funny <laughs> Why don't you take my dignity along with it? Baby? <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, Alex, thank you for joining us today. <laughs> thank you for having go me. Go Royals. Go Socks. <laughs> go Royals.
0: Boo Socks. <laughs> do, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Sure, if you're in Chicago, uh, you can come to Man Bites Dog every Thursday at 10 at CIC Theater on Irving Park. Mm -hmm. It's a real fun night of improv. Um, I also do stuff at I.O. every now and then, so go to the I.O.
1: Theater. (laughs) Randomly. (laughs) Just (laughs) randomly. Is Alex Nicholshiel? (laughs) (laughs) He's not here tonight. (laughs) Me me lovely gov. (laughs) Great. Uh, Well, of course, you can listen to the show in a variety of ways. If you're subscribing through iTunes, please go to the iTunes store look us up Give us a five-star rating and write a review. Tell us how much you love the show. You can listen uh, through streaming as well. You can stream uh, at Stitcher or uh, Mm howrudepodcast.libswayon.com. Facebook, we have our Facebook page. There's hrpodcast.tumblr.com. That's where we put a lot of supplemental stuff, Mm. videos, photo collages. (laughs) Brandon reaction shots. Yeah, baby. (laughs) We need a photographer, yeah. Yeah. That's that's what we need to do. Get a photographer? (laughs) Yeah, pay a a photographer (laughs) full-time. You can also contact us at... Podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter. Brandon, your Twitter I'm handle? At BEE Shock. Mine is J O N P E R N I S E K. And Alex. Alex Nichols, 11. <laughs> Fuck you, other 10. <laughs> Jackasses <laughs> This is the part of the show where we all say our names as individuals. I will say, and we'll see you next time on. And then together as a group, we'll say the phrase, How rude. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a thing. <laughs> so, Brandon, go ahead. <laughs> For those
0: of you listening at home, Jonathan just knocked Brandon's hat off his head. (laughs) What a
1: jerk! It's a cool hat, by the way. I'm just a scamp. I'm a little scamp. (laughs) I wear little (laughs) pants. I'm a scamp. (laughs) Little pants. Call me little pants. (laughs) And I'm just a scamp. I got my yo-yo and I got my slingshot kind of pulled on your piggy tails. Oink, oink. There's a frog. I'm gonna put it in your pocket. I'm not even gonna do a bit at
2: the end because this is it.
1: (laughs) I go to a one-room schoolhouse. I'm a scamp. (laughs) Try this telescope. I just got it from India. Oops, you got a black eye. I'm a scamp. (laughs) Go ahead, Brad. I'm Brandon and Shockney. I'm John Pernicek. (laughs) I'm Alex Nichols. And we'll see you next time on How How Rude. Rude. I don't... There's nothing. <laughs> you already did it. <laughs> Skidly doop! Da-da-da-da! da i <I'm> scale! Uh- <laughs>